0: Yo, you're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a weekly podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. This week, Billy will not be with us. He is once again away recording with his other lover, doing podcasts about who knows what, and we will miss him. But we do have a special guest today with us. His name is Lad. He is rad. He is a dad. Lad, it's good to have you on here, bud.
1: Thanks, JD. Super stoked to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you said my name because I just forgot that I didn't even introduce myself. I'm JD. Yeah. <laughs> this is my podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Right, I, what's up, I, man? I, uh, I'm i stoked to be here because I, you know, out of the blue, get a text from you a little while back and you're like, I started this podcast. You should listen to it. Um, And then I didn't listen to it for a couple of weeks and then I did. And I was actually like really impressed. Um. You know your guys production quality is is up there so um but not mm-hmm. only that like you and billy chatting is it's fun to listen to because i don't know you're just uh this is gonna sound cliche but you're just like speaking your truth of just like you know your experience and that's cool so totally and that's
0: what this podcast like why i started it was because i me and billy were having these conversations and i was thinking man These are like kind of important conversations and I needed that outlet where I could just like start talking freely and more than just like to like my buddy, but to just like, like really let some stuff out without it being just like comments on an Instagram post or whatever. And I thought that these conversations, people would wanna listen to them. And I know that there's a lot of dads that are like me, that are like you, that are like Billy, that are just trying to figure this out like, we grew up probably with one kind of father figure. And I don't know if how that father figure was for you, but it, you know, it's like, I know I'm trying to do things different, but I don't know what that different is and trying to find my road. And I think all dads are trying to find their road. And so I always enjoy us going out and riding bikes and getting super sweaty and pumped with adrenaline and then being like, so how's your daughter? And being super stoked <laughs> to share that you're, riding her around in the trailer or you know yeah. or whatever it's um it's cool that we can have this like our old friendship of like drinking beers and just being young and fun and now this old this older friendship of being parents by kind of mixing the two is kind of cool
1: yeah it's really it's um it's nice to hang around with people like you i mean you've obviously got a little bit more experience my daughter's only uh two almost two and a half And, uh, so there's a lot of, um, a lot of experience I still have to gain. And so just listening to all what, what you guys talk about has been, um, has given me a lot of insight into potentially what I've got to, you know, look forward to and and look out for coming up here. (laughs) Uh, uh, but I'm, but all in all, I mean, I'm just, I'm super excited for, um, you know the journey that is parenthood it's crazy man it's like you can't you cannot describe it to people before you're a parent or like you can't you can't even pretend to understand like what it's like until you actually have a you know infant and toddler to take care of it's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) and maybe let's go back
0: and maybe let's just talk about like uh who is lag what do you do and give us a little brief background on on who you sure. are before we get started.
1: I am uh, Lad Arendelle, um, also known as Rad Lad on Instagram. Uh, and uh, I grew up in Minneapolis and born in Southern California, grew up in Minneapolis, went to um, college in Montana. And then after that ended up in uh, Portland, just kept moving West cause it's awesome out here. And um, well isn't Portland, Montana's LA? Never heard that, but it makes sense, yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like <laughs> Portland is filled with kids from Montana.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's well it's funny, there's like there's the East Coast contingent, you know, there's like so many East Coasters or New England folks out here. Mm-hmm. And then um yeah, a handful, of New England folks. Huh? Tons of New Englanders. Um and then like Solid Midwestern contingent too, but, um, but yeah. Uh, Maybe it's more of
0: it's Montana, San Francisco. Ooh, that, I
1: like that better.
0: Yeah, I think that's better. LA Montana is, San LA Francisco. is
1: everyone's LA, so. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, San Francisco for Montanans. That makes yeah, sense. So you but came yeah, out to, moved, to Portland? Yeah, I went to school for uh, graphic design and uh, wasn't really getting, um into the field like I felt like I needed to out of college being staying there so mm-hmm. um it was an easy easy decision to come to Portland and have job opportunities plus um snowboarding surfing all the fun stuff mountain biking all the fun stuff we do so uh, now snowboarding I'm,
0: was kind of a big part of your life when you were younger right
1: yeah I would say it was like my number one passion um was just snowboarding as much as humanly possible Uh, pretending that I could be you know a professional someday was a was a fun illusion delusion perhaps Um, I mean well how
0: close were you to that
1: oh not I I mean maybe got a a, some uh what do they call it a little bit of flow (laughs) yeah like free some free gear here and there but um but I'm not I'm not competitive enough um i think to where i would have needed to like push myself beyond like my comfort level into like just getting way way better or something or just you know i don't know however to however i however to say that i think i just needed i would have needed to like work harder at it to be a professional and um but that didn't sound fun to me so yeah yeah just kept it easy styling and had a lot of fun with it so yeah that's like why that's why i went to college in montana was like you know if we're gonna get into like adventure talk like that it was all about that you know it was it was adventure first school second and then um and then yeah like it's funny snowboarding goes in cycles and for me in terms of um my passion for it and like my drive to do it uh i i started snowboarding so young, I was seven when I got my first snowboard, which was pretty crazy back Damn. in the in the '90s. Um, that was probably like what ninety one. Got my first snowboard. And yeah, like nobody, I mean, that's kids weren't yeah. snowboarding back. Nobody was snowboarding back then. So there's was a lot of mountains I
0: wouldn't let you snowboard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Luckily in in Minneapolis, I I rode up riding at Highland Hills. Shout out to everybody who loves Highland. Um, They didn't care. they were like, pay us money, and you can ride as much as you want. So, right. But yeah, it goes in cycles, like where I'll like be super passionate about snowboarding for several years, and then I kind of like lose the the super gnarly drive to do it all the time and go go hard at it. And Mm -hmm. moving out here, like surfing, kind of became that. And now, Mm -hmm. now mountain biking. I mean, you and I go rip around it. I only. I had a mountain bike in college and then I had didn't have one for like 10 years and then last January so like just over a year ago got a new mountain bike and uh it it was such a blessing cuz of when covid hit like I could still just like put my daughter to bed at 7 and then go ride at at Gateway for like 2 hours after she goes to bed during the summer when it's light out so right, fun.
0: and Gateway is this uh, park here in Portland that the city just built. They put like a gravity line in and a like world, qual- what, what is with the word I'm work- looking for? Like professional quality pump track from Velo oh, yeah, Solutions. Like,
1: like Velo, yeah, Velo pump track. Um, yeah,
0: it's a awesome spot to ride. That's actually where I t- took my kids. And- <laughs> oh, there's the do- I told you there was going to be a dog barking. Um, <laughs> Jeez. She's, she gets loud. Um, uh, so yeah, gateway greens was, is great for that. Yeah. You can kind of just go and hammer out the legs and get some air for a little bit and have some fun.
1: Yeah. Just that little bit of exercise you need every day to, to stay sane and, and, uh, feel good about yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you, uh, plan on getting your daughter into riding mountain bikes?
1: That's a good question. I don't know yet. Um, I, don't think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to introduce and, and give my daughter the opportunity to like test the waters for anything she wants mm-hmm. to get into. And obviously it's going to start with the stuff I'm into, but um, yeah, mountain biking is, uh, we're not going to start there. She, we just signed her up for soccer uh, okay. starting this spring. So, um, but like, Eventually if she's if she likes riding bikes and she's like, uh, what's daddy doing? Like, where's he going? I wanna go. You know, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna bring her to Gateway a bunch. Like she's gonna get it's such a good place to bring kids. Like they don't have to mountain bike there, they can just putz around in the grass and they've they've really started to like build those facilities out to be more like family friendly. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, it's like a um, park. Yeah, exactly. Um so, yeah, I'll I'm not going to like push her into um I'll probably like try and push her into skiing and snowboarding more than I will mountain biking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I knew, uh, I knew
0: there's going to be one of those sports that you would definitely push a little heavier into than the others.
1: Yeah, but they're like they're such expensive sports, so I'm not going to like I know. I'm not going to force those things. Um as I'm we'll just see what she's into yeah i hope that yeah. works we'll see
0: <laughs> i'm I, i'm totally different i'm like i want to ride bikes all the time so i'm going to make sure my kids want to ride bikes all the time so that i yeah. always have that excuse that we can go ride bikes you know like yeah that would if the be kids nice. weren't into it, my chances of riding bikes are a lot smaller because yeah. I can't just leave the kids at home and go ride all the time. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get you guys into it and I'm going to get you fast so that I get to ride fast more often. This is going to be great. And then, that's
1: exactly my scheme for the skiing and snowboarding thing is yeah. if, if I don't get my, my wife's not super into skiing, but she comes up occasionally, um, but uh yeah if i don't get the kids into it like i'm gonna only be able to go you know a couple times a year and that's not enough for this guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) so man i wanted to tell you i was riding lumberyard yesterday the indoor bike park here i got the kids started yeah and i was like i'm gonna start riding some bmx to help with my um mountain bike handling and Mm -hmm. i was doing good i was like jumping their hard line clearing like the first set of three jumps that are there and then there's just like kind of it's like a box that you kind of jump the corner of and goes into two rollers that you have to pump into a shark fin out and then there's three big jumps out of that and you gotta have kind of hit that shark fin good so that you can hit these next three jumps with the next enough speed and I was doing terrible I couldn't find the line to do it right I'm watching these like eight-year-olds and 11-year-olds just send all these jumps so smoothly one kid came up to me and he's like hey man you look like you're really stiff out there he's like are you like a little nervous and I'm like yeah I'm fucking scared shitless dude I'm almost 40 years old trying to send these young kid jumps you know he's like you just gotta flow like water and so I'm like thinking about that I came out of this shark fin, I don't know what happened And I just lost a wheel and I went head first into the ground on my shoulder and helmet. And I got up and I knocked the wind out of myself, had to stop to see if I had a concussion and was like, Oh shit. I think I just separated my shoulder again. Like all three, like I came, I like got up to all three of those things and was like, what am I doing? Like I've got kids to drive home from here. Yeah. Still had like, Two or three hours left in our session there, like, and I'm like, I'm getting wrecked. And then I thought about it. And I was like, but I love this. Yeah, like this is all worth it. And so I was kind of wondering for you, like, does your line that you want to push in, whether it's snowboarding, surfing, mountain biking? whatever kind of adventurous sport, does that line come down for you now that you're a dad or is that line still kind of where it is? And you just have to kind of like be a little more smart about when you play on that
1: line. Uh, it's definitely, it's a hundred percent. The line is reeled in a little bit because I think about, you know, if I, if I break myself off Um, I'm not going to be able to support my partner in, you know, doing a lot of these things for our kid. All of a sudden she'd be, she'd be taking care of two kids, one giant man child and, (laughs) uh, and one two year old daughter. So, um, yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely try to keep it reeled in a little bit. Um, but. I also it's this it's a dance man that you got to like find that balance of um like the what you feel like you can do without getting hurt. So a lot of that for me now is like taking my time getting up to the uh up to my like most extreme uh stunts. <laughs> right. Uh like in the past, I think in the past as a youngster, I might have just you know, tried to do something harder, like right off the bat. Whereas now, I mean, just taking like jumping, for example, jumping on the bikes, I'm going to like show up at the park and, um, gateway for instance, and I'm going to like pump around the velo track for a little bit, and then I'm going to go hit some little jumps and then I'm going to go up to the bigger jump line and then have fun on that stuff. And same thing at Sandy Ridge when we go ride there. You know we don't go hit up johnny royale right away we right. we warm up a little bit and um and then eventually we're like okay i'm i'm feeling smooth but i'm not so tired that i'm gonna make harebrained mistakes so like let's we're right in the middle of our our session like let's go do the hard thing try and do the hard thing and and right. hope for the best <laughs> <laughs> i but i like i like I'm not, I can't do that. I just like,
0: (laughs) I go to Sandy Ridge. I get, I climb to the kiosk. I pound my Mike's Harder lemonade. (laughs) Shout out to Mike's Bikes, Mike's. And then I go as hard as I can down upper hide and seek. And then I'm like fully gassed when I get to the bottom. And then it's like, and you're like, let's go ride Johnny. And I'm like, got nothing left. (laughs) I was like, that place scares me and I'm already tired. I'm going to crash hard here. So it's funny that you like, you're a little more smooth, but I'm like I'm just so anxious to ride that.
1: Yeah, I hear that. I, I, just, I yeah, one, I, just, you know? I really just try and ease into, um, the difficulty levels of of any given day. Um, and but it's hard, man, because yeah, you get that you you get out there and like you're dangling a carrot in front of yourself by oh, being man. in these places and these situations where you're like, man, I I just want to go faster. Right. <laughs> so it's hard and not I feel to- like. I feel like a
0: prop the problem with that is Strava, right? Like I record all my rides through Strava and then I end my ride and I hit like f- re- you know finish save upload and then I'm like driving home in the truck and I'm also tr- checking Strava like it's just like an obsession and then it's not even about the bike ride. I remember doing awesome bike rides not recording it on Strava and being like oh it doesn't even count and like completely forgetting the amazing bike ride I just had, because I didn't have like this data on this website or whatever. So someone sent me a link at the, uh, I think it was my buddy Wayne at the end of the year that was like, why you shouldn't use Strava this year. And I was like, Mm. huh, I'm gonna do it. So, so far this year, I haven't used Strava. If I go onto Strava, it says my miles are zero. And so my Mm. goal for the year is to have zero miles on Strava, but have a shit ton of
1: rides. And yeah, then, there you go. I, I don't even – I've never used Strava before, so I don't worry. When we go ride, I'm not going to ask you about oh. it. Man, I, f- like
0: back in my days of riding fixed-gear bikes through town, all Strava. When I crashed super hard and separated my shoulder, it's because of Strava. Like Strava has always been like – because I could race myself, and I'm like racing everyone else. And I think I really – I just wanted to race, but never – had like someone that was like hey come race with us i'll show you how to get into this it was just like i was going as fast as i could on my bike through town and if i could record that speed and others were recording that speed and i can compare myself then i felt like i was in a race
1: yeah it's fun to it's really cool that is a cool feature of a lot of the new um a lot of apps that we deal with every day is this gamification of everyday life and and you know adding this level of um i don't know com- competition with yourself and yeah and but it's like motivating right that's that's the cool part about it for me i don't know if, if it's um there's again there's like you got to find that balance that of like what's what's too much what's too little that's mm-hmm. like kind of my i don't know uh philosophy for life is like finding trying to find the balance and everything. And like the old idiom, you know, too much of a good thing, whatever that idiom is, I don't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't want too much of a good thing. Um, that's, that goes the same with Strava, you know, like totally. it's great, but if you get too into it, you, it just, it'll put you over an edge or past your line or whatever and separate a shoulder. So you got to, right. or line. it's
0: like riding with your buddy and your buddy wants to stop. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to stop. This is going to destroy my time today. And it's like, no, let's stop with your buddy. Maybe he needs help. Maybe he just wants a break. Maybe it's like a good view that you're going to pass right by.
1: Who knows what you would never see
0: otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) we are doing this to be out with our friends and to be out in this thing. Why am I trying to race through it as fast as I can and miss all of it?
1: Yeah. You know, slow down a little for sure. Good yeah idea.
0: and like have that memory for yourself it reminds me of this theory um i wrote, read in art school um susan sontag on photography and she talked about how um people taking traveling photos can really ruin your trip like when you put all of your dependence on memory in the photograph as opposed to the actual memory itself then you're mm-hmm. missing all this like you know you're, you're like behind a camera the whole time on your trip yep. oh got to photograph this got to photograph this yeah totally not really enjoying your trip right so if i'm like racing down the hill like oh gotta get this on strava oh hope this is on like <laughs> then i'm like not even yeah like the, data's, the data the data is ride. going
1: on to uh the data the memory data is going on to a literal hard drive and not into your you know brain hard drive so, so it makes that makes a lot of sense to me that that's the case um, but yeah, that's. I'm stoked that you're going to reel it in a little on Strava and try and just take whatever, like get in the moment a little more. It's always a good thing. I think that's like yeah. my favorite part about all these um, extreme sports that we do. Uh, is that <laughs> they it was get cool through... that you're
0: crushing a Mountain Dew while you said that. That was really awesome. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I wish. Um, <laughs> just pounding coffee the adult Mountain Dew. Oh no, um, yeah. But yeah the I mean that's what's my favorite part about surfing by far and you get the same thing uh, snowboarding and and mountain biking but you're the whole like idea that you don't have to you you don't think about anything else but just like that thing you're doing right then. Mm-hmm. Surfing it's like you're just sitting watching the ocean trying to figure out like where to be and what is that wave rideable? Should I be over there? Can I get that? And you're not thinking about anything else and same with mountain biking i mean when you're like ripping down a run you better be thinking about just what's right in front of you and not right you know what you're supposed to be doing that evening or what you should have been doing the day before um it's really great to it, they they help get you in the moment and yes. i really like that
0: they also help get you out of moments
1: yeah out of like they they help they help like you focus on right then and there and like release the focus of, you know, any sort of like anxiety type shit you're dealing with in life. You can't think about that stuff when you're gone. No. 40 down rocks.
0: Yeah. There's some weeks where I'm having like a really tough week, whether it's like with parenting or just like life stresses in general. And I'm like, Erica, I need to go for a ride. And she's like, yes, you do take the dog with you. And like, she can sense it. And then I'll go and I'll like ride hard and I'll come home and I'll, I'll be exhausted that day, but I'll be in such a better mood. The following days. Mm -hmm. She like, she realizes like how important it is for me to get out. Do, do you find that you get all the opportunities you want to get out or how do you how uh, the the reason i'm asking this is when we first had kids i didn't get to ride bikes at all like i felt that it was too much of a burden to leave all of that on erica like mm-hmm. i knew that there was a lot of work to be done and so for the first two or three years there was like really no riding and then i mean there's a few small rides in there but um it wasn't until the last couple of years that I figured out how to balance it and we figured out how to do it. And so I'm just kind of curious, like, did, do you and your partner have a system that works for you? How, how did you figure out that system? Like, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel weird just calling her my wife and and partner this whole time. My wife's name is Rachel. She's amazing. Wife. <laughs> um, Hello, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, uh, we're it's, I feel like I get to um, get out on the bike and snowboarding a a pretty good amount for having a a toddler. Um, But I think the big difference for us is that we only have one right now. And that's probably one of the main differences between us and, and what you were talking about. I mean, I think about it all the time where I'm like, oh man, if we have a second kid, I am screwed. (laughs) because because, uh yeah it's just going to be so much more work and right now it's like really easy for one of us to um say hey i want to go do this thing can i rely on you to take care of our kid for the next four hours and vice versa and it's it's really great and and not a big deal so as long as i give enough um uh enough kind of warning um and and I'm. It's never like a hey, I'm gonna go do this. It's always like a conversation with Rachel. Like, right. hey, I'm thinking about maybe going riding with JD on Saturday, or um, my buddy Tyler wants to snowboard on on Sunday. Like, how does that sound to you? What's what are you what are you thinking about for this weekend? And so um, it's been yeah, it's been pretty good. I feel like I get I do something hopefully once a week, but um, once every other week for sure. And then in the summer like i was talking about at the beginning of this um the the fact that i live so close to gateway green has just been like a life changer because of in the summer when it's so light out our daughter goes to sleep so early that ever like any day i wanted to go i would just leave the house as soon as she was in bed unless rachel was like going out with her friends but it was COVID. So nobody was going out with anybody.
0: <laughs> right. And you um, can hook up your baby monitor to your phone and you could put it right on your handlebars. So you could still go ride and just watch her the whole time. Not that yeah.
1: I, I, uh, will well, I'll get that hooked up for this summer. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to check yeah, in I i my I'm midair.
0: <laughs> How are you? <laughs> uh, my, uh, I, now that I got that pass to Lumberyard, I think like that's going to be my gateway. Like I'm taking the kids there so, so often because gives them a place to go just run around and yeah. there's so many good riders to push them there that, mm. you know, there's this one kid that, um, is like 11 years old and is like ranked in the state for riding BMX. And my youngest son just like, just started talking to him and was like, Hey, hi probably just bugging the hell out of him but this 11 year old just like drags nico all over the park now and is super rad and this kid sends it and nico's watching that and so nico's trying to send it more you know and he's like trying to do all these things that this other kid's doing and it's like wow that's like he's like he might get that at gateway but not as much you know it's like it's not as Rich with like the same, like if you're going there often the same kids. And so I'm like excited for that. But then I'm like, oh, crashing on dirt so much easier too. Yeah, I'm going to to gonna... find that balance. Like when I take them to Lumberyard, <laughs> when I take them to Gateway, when dad gets to go alone, it's like, oh man, we're, we're in for it.
1: I was going to ask you that, that makes me think about, I mean, I haven't really had to deal with this yet, but, um, you know, your kids are starting to get to a point in a, uh, dangerous sport where they're going to start getting hurt uh because they're starting to send it hard and um and so yeah do you ever get nervous worried watching them i know i mean i know by this time you've seen your kid face plant on concrete probably a hundred times and they pop up and they're good but it's a little different once they really start pushing their limit and not just like you know tripping and falling in the kitchen or whatever Um, and so yeah how do you how have, have you handled, um, yeah, how have you handled them eating shit?
0: <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny you ask. The other day, and I might have brought this up on another podcast, or another episode, but the other day I'm driving in the car, and I turn down the stereo, and I go, Xander, what is your biggest fear on the blue line? Like, why won't you send some of those jumps a little bit higher? And he's like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to crash and break my arm. And I go, oh, I was like, did you know that when you break your arm, you really don't feel much pain because there's so much adrenaline running through your body that the idea of breaking your arm hurts way more than actually breaking your arm. So I go. So you don't really have much to be afraid of, because it's it's really not going to hurt. Like you thinking about it hurting is going to be more. So don't let that limit your chain or limit your possibilities. Like go for You're it. Like here, let it. me
1: let me just break your arm quick. You'll see, it I won't <laughs> hurt that bad. As soon as the the adrenaline kicks in, you'll thank me. No, that's I, it's not an quite interest- what I'm saying, but I. <laughs>
0: I I know they're going to get hurt. And up to this point in life, they've gotten hurt way more just being kids and running around than they have from riding bikes. I mean, both kids I have in full face helmets. When we yeah. ride mountain bikes, Xander wears a chest protector with a neck collar and shoulder yeah. pads. He's got uh, sh- knee pads on and pants and a jersey and gloves. I mean, that kid could run into a tree and he'll probably be fine. Nico's the same way. Now that we're at Lumberyard, Xander doesn't want to ride with elbow pads, and he's like a little padless. And I don't know why, but I'm okay with that because it's like the most painful
1: place to crash is Lumberyard. Is that like a? Is that like because the cool kids aren't wearing any pads? Is that why yep. he like doesn't want to wear pads? That's so dumb. Yep. Um, but when yeah, he's out on the that's, trail,
0: that's, everyone's decked out in gear, so he wants to be decked out in gear too. Yeah, man.
1: yeah. It's so funny, man. I like. I mean, I remember not wanting to wear helmets and stuff um and uh yeah it's ridiculous um yeah
0: so uh, i i i know that there's a possibility of them getting hurt and i do everything i can to try to teach them how to do things correctly so that it doesn't happen but i also i've always told xander since the first time he got on a bike and he fell i've been telling him crashing is what makes this fun Yeah, any of these sports that risk of crashing of failing is what makes them that much more fun right because if everyone went out and threw 720s and landed them first try it would just be a natural thing and it wouldn't be very fun to do but the fact that like throwing a 720 takes thousands of crashes before you land it is like the cool part about landing a 720.
1: yeah you got to put that work in are right. you, are you worried that Xander is going to hate you if he ever does break his arm? And then he's like, dad, this does really hurt. You lied to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's like, I feel like no matter what, I've already done something that Xander's going to grow up and like disapprove <laughs> yeah. of. In totally. one way or another, whether it was like not letting him watch that one movie that one time that he held on to him for so long or, or yeah. what. So, no, I'm not too worried. I think that I'm hoping that both of the kids will see the rewards in like having a parent who like encouraged them and pushed them to take risks as opposed mm-hmm. to like always doing what was super safe because I feel like you have to take risks in life you have to be adventurous like otherwise it's I don't know at least for me I just feel like I wouldn't get much out of my life if I wasn't taking a ton of risks all the time
1: yeah for sure for sure I'm like a mellow risk taker I feel like kind of talking about it with just like hitting jumps and stuff earlier but um I like I just keep pushing my risk tolerance out a little bit as I'm getting into something. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of the same for life stuff, you know, want to make a big purchase, like going to start talking about it out loud to people for three months. And then like, you know, just, um, yeah, just like baby steps. Um, what about Bob style, baby steps towards big risks, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you like take like take a uh, not super gnarly fast approach to them, but, but that's just my style, you know.
0: Totally. I feel like I've gotten to a point in riding mountain bikes that I want to like, I want to get to that, like, I want to get to the point where I can ride through Johnny Royale and hit like three fourths of those jumps, right? And those are some pretty, that's like a pretty big feat for where I am now, but I feel like I'm right at that point where I'm close to progressing to there, but I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to take a little bit more risk. Like I go riding with you and you're like, oh, I'm a I'm, I'm mellow risk, but then I see you send these jumps that I'm like, that's a, that's too big of a risk for me,
1: you yeah, know? So well, it's like,
0: you. It, there's so much that's involved in what is considered that risk. Like you're more comfortable in the air. And that's probably from sending big jumps, snowboarding that you know what it's like up there. I don't really know what it's like up there. I wrestled, so I was always on the ground, (laughs) you know? And so being up in the air, I'm like, whoa, this is a different feeling. So um, it's funny, like, you know, it's, it's skills involved in all of that risk. And so that's why with the kids, it's like, let's, you know, let's work on skill, let's work on skill. And like, then we can take these risks as we have the skills essentially to take them, you know?
1: Yep, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm really interested to see what it's like with our daughter once she starts like trying to do kind of skill-based activities. And I feel like she gets really easily frustrated already just with like anything around the house. She's like trying to put her, she like, she can get dressed herself, but barely she's like, just gotten to that point where it's like, I'm like, go pick your clothes out because I'm still making your lunch for the day. So like, go find some clothes and start trying to put them on. And then she'll babble something at me. That's like confirmation that she understood. Uh-huh. Um, but then she'll like bring some clothes out and start trying to put her socks on. And she's having fun at first. And then real like immediately she's just like screaming like, ah, cause she can't do it. Um right. and doesn't want help. Oh my god, I Ooh. can't wait to see uh if this carries through and is just part of her personality, but I'm pretty sure it is like ingrained in her that she is like, don't fucking help me. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got this. Even though it's like all right, okay, yeah, I'll be hands off. It's cool. Just I could help you a little bit and and then right. you wouldn't be frustrated, but you know, if that's what you want, you can do it yourself until then you ask me for help later. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, but that independence is great, but it's also, it's, well, it's like a double-edged sword. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like I say that saying all the time, but it really is. Cause it's like, when your kid first starts to walk, you're like so excited. You're like, yes, he's walking. And then once he starts to walk, you're like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. All those things that yeah. they told me to put away, like, now I've got now to, I actually have to out put them away. Put him. Yeah, and it's so it's you know we had the second kid, and as soon as Nico started walking, I was just pushing him over. I was like, nope, not yet. We need three more weeks before you're doing this. You go yeah. back onto the We're floor. Gonna, I'm going
1: to strap you into your your little baby carrier. <laughs> right, right.
0: Three more weeks of the baby swing. Sorry, bud. But yeah, it's yeah. it's that independent. Like sometimes it's like, oh, this is so great that they're independent, and then other times it's like, oh, I wish you weren't so independent. Yeah. But yeah, you're gonna like, have to like you're gonna have to deal with those frustrations either now or it's gonna be other frustrations because they weren't independent later, you know. So might as well get yeah, them out of the she, way now.
1: She's gonna be a, a strong-willed person, I think. Um to my detriment or not, we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, lad, um, do you got any plans for the summer? I know it's kind of Covid, but maybe uh, there might be some freedom for us there. Are you, are you doing any adventures this summer?
1: Uh, there we don't have anything firmly planned yet, um, mm. but I've got hopes and dreams of, you know, going to the Midwest to see my family. Oh, cool. Um, uh, maybe later in the summer, and uh, yeah, just like hopefully lots of surfing and and. Um, but yeah, no no major plans, just trying to hang out with friends and and a lot more than we did last summer yeah. um, and just hanging out inside a house, perhaps. I mean, Rachel just got vaccinated uh, her second dose last weekend. So that's exciting since she works for the Portland Public Schools. Oh, OK. Um, she's a teacher, right? She's a speech therapist. And speech
0: therapist. OK.
1: Yeah. So she works um, she works in the schools, but she is not a a teacher per se. Yeah. So she just like pulls kids out of class and, or goes into the classrooms and, uh, works on, uh, lists, but, um, larger speech disorders, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I I saw a speech therapist. You did?
0: Yep. When I was a kid until I think third or fourth grade and Xander sees a speech therapist now. So,
1: yeah, it's super common. I mean, yeah,
0: we're both very grateful nephews, for
1: them. Yeah, both my nephews saw speech therapists. I wouldn't be surprised if Rachel is constantly working on our daughter in some way without me even realizing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a great thing. She's doing good work there. It's tough, but um, yeah. So plans this summer. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I am really excited actually on the like taking kids on adventure topic that we're talking about, like this summer, taking my daughter to the beach a ton um, and kind of giving Rachel like full days of, of like, oh yeah, Alana and I are just going to go out to the beach and do whatever you, I don't care what you do today, do whatever you want. Right. We're going to, we're going to go to the beach and um she's gonna like love playing in the sand and i'll maybe get a surf in if like one of my friends is willing to watch her for half an hour <laughs> right uh, we, uh, shout uh to all we... my friends who will potentially watch <laughs> my kid on the beach sometime this summer
0: right right love you all. Uh, there's a good camping spot going out to the coast off highway six i think it's called john's landing and yep. it's um just right off the six freeway. Me and Craig, our mutual friend, we would go camping there when we were younger and it was right on this Creek, super fun. Um, And so I've taken the kids there a couple of times, just like Erica, it was like maybe during spring break or something like that. And Erica's like, the kids have no school this week. What are you doing? and i just was like oh, i'm going to go take them camping and we had like yeah. half of the stuff that we needed to go camping but we just did it anyways <laughs> yeah. and that was so much fun we just care. kind of brought their their yeah they don't care brought their balance bikes brought them out there set up a tent stayed one night and it was like the perfect little adventure for the kids yeah. you know
1: yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to that cuz like the last uh the last two summers she was just too little um for for going out going going on adventures has been kind of like i'm gonna strap my kid to myself and we're gonna try and go have an adventure and Mm -hmm. she's gonna hopefully not get too upset and cold (laughs) right you know just put throwing her hiking backpack and let's go for a hike and go as long as until she starts crying and then we'll turn around so this summer that's cool i mean
0: I think those oh, are it important. important too. It is That's important. how you start, That's right? really
1: good. And yeah, it gives some expo- the kids some exposure to yeah. um, just being outside and, and looking at cool new things. But I think this summer, she'll actually be able to handle handle these adventures and, and have fun on them and not just be a passenger, but be active right. in the experience, you know? So um, what I'm really hoping for is that like, at some point she's the one who's like, I want to go, you know, I want to go to that, to the river. I want to go to the ocean. I want to go on a hike. And I'll be like, you don't have to ask me twice. Let's go.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool right now. My kids ask too often just for TV shows and movies. And maybe I just got to like make it more known, like, Hey, you can ask to go into the woods today, or you can ask to do these other things. As opposed to, Hey dad, can I watch this show?
1: Yeah, we're on, like, she's so little, we haven't really let her, we don't give her any screen time. Um, oh, good. Well, I mean, she does, she does get some screen time with FaceTiming grandparents and right and stuff like that. Um, but uh, not really any, We she doesn't watch any like cartoons or anything like that. No, she's not watching real-
0: Fortnite videos on YouTube like my kids.
1: <laughs> no, I thought that was a pretty fun topic on one of your previous shows. I like that one. <laughs> I can. Im- I just. I can and can't even imagine like how um, how to deal with kids who are just obsessed with Fortnite. I I was like super into video games when I was a kid. My dad uh, was a sales rep, and he uh, worked. He he repped a couple video game companies, so he would literally come home with boxes of video games and Damn. like just be like, "Hey man, you whatever you want, just pull it out of there." And i would be like Christmas in Ju- June. Yeah. I'd be, like, rifling through these Super Nintendo cartridges, picking out the ones that I was going to trade other kids at school for their stuff, and then, like, <laughs> keeping the ones I wanted to play. Um, and then, yeah, so I, like, I played a ton of video games. Um, but I also, we weren't playing video games until I was, you know, like, probably over 10 years old. So, right, like there's a big from what I understand, like screen time before they're um, in kindergarten is definitely um, the the less screen time, the better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's hard with a second child because the old, like the older one is much is like the one that's like that got him into it. Right. And now it's hard to like, be like, Oh, you can, and you can't, but yeah, you're allowed to, you're
1: not old enough
0: right but then i don't want xander to feel like he's he's like left out because all the other neighborhood kids are doing it you know
1: yeah that's tough man that's really tough i i know like i know a lot of i mean everybody uses uh screen entertainment to give them all, all parents use screen entertainment to give themselves a little break from their kids and it's really hard not to um yeah because when she's upset i could just i could just give her my phone and she would be so happy but try right. not to yeah and then it's like the one is the it, one sorry go ahead i
0: was just going to say is it worth the fight like is it worth the fight of me saying no to the screen right now or is it worth the not worth it and i just give in for this instance and maybe down the road i'll try not to you know it's always got to manage that way. one cuz it's never easy. Like going out to a restaurant, sometimes the easiest thing is just to give them the phone and then they just sit still and they just do their thing. And you and your wife can have a meal and hang out and talk (laughs) and no one's running around the restaurant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I, I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) We haven't been doing that because of COVID, you know, we haven't gone to any restaurants as a whole family. Right. Um, Right. And so, That'll be a totally new experience. Whenever that starts happening in the near future, taking mm-hmm. taking the family to Applebee's, dude, to do Chili's. not
0: do that.
1: Do not <laughs> do. Don't don't go to the bees. We would go
0: to this one like Italian. Uh, they did like brick oven pizzas. Um, they're called their name was Luca. They're on like I think twenty second in Fremont in Portland here, twenty fourth something like that. Anyways, um, our friends were servers there and so they would always hook us up and we'd always get good tables and then once we had xander and we came in with the baby they like sat us at this table that like in the very back corner we're like oh this is kind of weird and me and erica all look around and it was like a secluded room and it was all kids all babies and like parents of babies and i and we all looked at we looked at each other and we just started cracking up we're like this is this is the new the new new you know like now that we have kids this is this is where we get sat this is like how thing this is how it's going to be different like it's not going to be the
1: same. And Sounds like they're pros, man. They're like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they like, put the all the screaming zone. people
0: over here. Yeah, yeah. It smart move. Smart
1: that move. reminds me of um, what is it, Laurelwood on on Sandy, Laurelwood Brewing. Oh um, yeah, they had like a whole they had like a whole section of their restaurant was just like the family zone and it had there's like kids toys like everywhere but then recently like a year ago they turned that whole zone into an axe throwing area so <laughs> they're mixing it up a bit changing their brand Not still it's
0: still the family zone still the family yeah. zone
1: <laughs> just sign this waiver and you can throw axes at your kid that's fine
0: right 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 Oh, it's too good. Well, lad, I really appreciate you coming on today. It's really good chatting with you, man. Um, yeah, likewise. I I want to let you know that the dudes are heading to Bend, June twenty fourth through the twenty eighth okay. to ride mountain bikes.
1: Maybe I Come do have big plans this summer. Yeah, we'll see. I I would love to yeah. do that. Um, and that's just I'll put it on my trips. calendar now. I think that should be enough that should be enough warning for the family.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You might have to get a bike that doesn't have a battery and a motor though.
1: Oh yeah, man. We didn't even talk about e-bikes. I'm such a uh, overzealous fan of them, but I'll save you my, um, e-bikes will save the world spiel.
0: Dude, I did, did you hear that the there's, they're trying to pass a bill that you can get 30% rebate off of your, um, e-mountain bike that you buy. Like the government's trying to that you get oh, but back up to $1,500.
1: Holy shit. I, I hope uh, that's retroactive so I can cash in on that.
0: It is. Not, I don't. I don't think it will be, but it's any it. commuter or uh, mountain bike. There's no, like it doesn't have to be like a commuting uh, city bike. It can be a full on downhill mountain e-bike.
1: Good. That's what I use. I commute on my mountain bike, my e-mountain bike. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's an article on Pink Bike. Go check it out. The comments are fucking bananas. People love to just run their mouths on
1: comments. Lots of of hating. I assume there's just tons of.
0: Why is it only e-bikes? Why isn't it for all bikes? This is blah, blah, blah. And then there's a bunch of Canadians that are chiming in. And it's like, oh, it's like, it's so good. One of the comments was like, I'm just here for the comments. I got a bowl of popcorn. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. That's uh, yeah. Entertainment in the comments for sure. Yeah. Uh, lots I of traction next... on e-bikes, but I don't, I not I don't get it anymore.
0: Dude. I love them. I, my, I yeah. thought my next bike purchase was going to be an e-bike, but then I discovered BMX. And so now I'm going to have to pick myself up a cheap BMX
1: until I get my uh, high-end e Much more affordable. That sounds great. Totally. And what? As long yeah. as it's a bike, who cares? Right. Right. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Well, hey, good chatting with you. I'm excited to go ride bikes with you soon. I'm very proud of you. I think you're a great dad and uh, I always enjoy our conversations.
1: I know you're a good dad and uh, really appreciate you having me on. I'd love to do it again in the future when I can actually like sit in a room with you and Billy. That would be really cool. I can't wait to meet that guy. He seems cool.
0: Dude, let's do that for sure. We'd love to have you back. All right, lad, you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat with you soon, buddy. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Bye. All right. You can sign off. I'm just going to do like a little wrap up and I might do yep. my intro again, but you're good to go. Uh, Sorry. I stole your going, piece.
1: Man. I knew you. I knew you, dude. I knew you. Dude, say everyone gets to say man. peace. We all say yeah. peace. You ain't stealing it. You're part of it. Good. All right, good. man. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thanks. Later, yeah. lad.
0: All right. Well, it's great to have lad on here. He's a pretty cool dude. We always have fun together. Uh, Just want to give you guys all a little reminder to leave us a review. Give us five stars. You can send us emails at two not so rad dads at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at two not so rad dads. And uh, we got three reviews since the last show. Super rad. MERS for president. Thank you, Adam. I got you your mountain bike show. So thank you. And we got a third one. Uh, I do not know who it is. Showed up just today, but um, super sweet. We look forward to getting more reviews from you guys and uh, giving you more episodes. I'm going to go. This has been a great conversation or a great podcast. I'm stumbling all over my words, but I just want to say thank you to the listeners. And next week we will have Billy back and it will be so much smoother. Peace. (music)